So I'm helping this member set up their Apple Watch, and out of the corner of my eye, I see Chet digging in his pants pocket. He pulls out a Samsung. Oh, my God. Oh, are we live? Sorry, Chet. And now... Join Chet and Gary with Apple Products, The Senior Angle. Good morning, Chet. Good morning, Gary. Well, last week we had the release of iOS 16. What do you think? Well, uh, I'd be careful about saying release. We had the oh, announcement. Announcement, of, yeah. yeah. Yes, it hasn't, hasn't been released <laughs> yet. Let's gun. be careful. You're right. Good point. Oh, man. So what would you think? Uh, it, it sounds like there's been an awful lot of work going on. Uh, and it's it's interesting, I think, to look and see where the the changes are. Um, I think that we're going to find that there are still most of the same things being done that were being done before. There look like there are some changes to how they're going to be done, but there are some interesting changes coming down the line. If you have the newer equipment that has Apple's uh, what they call Apple Silicon, the Apple chip, the uh, M1 and the new M2 chip that they uh, they talked about in their hardware. So I think that's uh, that's one of the things is, is to try to understand what people are going to be able to do and not do. And I think we're going to see a bigger difference between what you can do because you have the new chips versus what you could have done in the past. Uh, not all the functionality is going to show up on older machines. Yeah, that's a good start, uh, you know, just to, to know what you can run on it uh, you know, re- regarding the chip. Uh, but some of the features, let's talk about some of the features. I know uh, as far as iOS for the, the iPhone, uh, one of the features for me that stood out was um, Android's forever has been touting all the customization they have. And yes. we've, we're getting a lot closer. We're going to be able to customize our lock screen now, Yes. have widgets on it, do all kinds of um, uh, screensavers, and it's it's getting to be more like an Android-type customization feature. True. And that that kind of kind of stood out for me, and I know that you, uh, you're you running the beta right now on yes, your iPad, and you might want to tell us a little bit how that's going. Yeah, it, it's interesting, and I do have uh, one of the iPad Pros that uh, has the Apple uh, M1 chip in the Pro, and it... Uh, it's quite interesting to work with that. Um, one of the biggest things that uh, you got is, is something new called uh, Stage Manager. And Stage Manager changes the way that you see things that are running in the background. We still can run multiple applications and having to run in the background, but instead of having to uh, go in, uh, either swipe up from the bottom, hold your finger in the middle for a few seconds, or double click on the home button if you had a home button to see what's running in the background, now you get little stacks of things that are off on the left-hand side of your display, uh, and when you uh, change between them, you can swap between them. You also have windows, and multiple open windows, that it will display on the system at the same time. And I actually think that will work on machines that are prior to the M1 chip, at least having some of that functionality there and how you see it. Uh, that's going to take a little bit of getting used to for people. It's starting to look more like what you would see if you were looking at a MacBook than what you would see if uh, on an iPad in the past. So there's some of that behavior going on. Um, one of the things that is there that is, is kind of exciting to think about is that if you do have the M1 chip, you can now directly connect your iPad to an external monitor. 
and you do that through a USB-C cable. But if you can do that, you can actually use the external monitor as a separate display with different applications running on it than are running on your iPad, uh, which gets very interesting and gives you a lot more of the kind of functionality you see on a laptop right now where you can hook your laptop up like that. So they're getting closer to parity between the iPad and the laptop. And I think one of the things that may be going on is they're, they're trying to reduce the uh, difference between them and, and make the iPad more capable for casual creation as opposed to having to, to buy a laptop so you don't have to buy a thousand plus dollar uh, iPad and a two thousand dollar plus laptop right, in order right. to get things done. Right. Well let's talk about our favorite subject especially in the help sessions. Let's talk a little bit about passwords and oh, pass passwords. Keys. Yeah, and pass key. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the, the big thing, and I'm kind of surprised that we haven't heard more about this from reviewers that are looking at this. Uh, this idea of a pass key is Apple's attempt to make passwords disappear. And it sounds like they have actually got a mechanism in place now that is going to make that happen. Um, and I know you sent some information out on, on this to people uh, talking about this a little bit. But this, this is going to be a big thing for our membership in particular because passwords are a major problem for us. What happens here is instead of using a password, when you establish an account in the future, and this uh, will all start this fall when uh, this uh, software is released uh, to the public, uh, usually that happens in late September time frame when the, the new hardware comes out. Uh, but when that happens, what's going to occur is you will say, I want to have an account, and it will say, fine, and the operating system itself, either iPad OS or iOS uh, or Ventura, the, the new uh, Mac uh, software, is going to create the necessary code to make this work. There's nothing you have to do. You simply say, I want the account. It's going to carry on some conversations with a remote server, and it's going to establish a login mechanism for you that does not depend on passwords. Uh, for those that are interested in a little bit more detail, it actually is using something that's been around since the early 1990s, which is a key-based system. <coughs> Excuse me, and there's two keys. There's a private key and a public key. And these are mathematically associated or related between the two of them. The computer will generate these completely for you. There's no action you have to take to do this. There's nothing you have to input for this to happen. It'll just automatically generate the keys for you. The public key is just what it says. The public key is not hidden. It's not encrypted. It's not anything uh, and can be given to anybody in the world. But the only thing you can do with the public key is encrypt a message that the private key can decrypt. So you keep the private key, the private key never leaves your machine. So this is not something that is out in the internet anywhere where it can be found by a hacker. It's simply not there. And the private key is sent to the remote service. When you go to log in, a message is sent to the service that says, Gary would like to log in. And it comes back and it says, okay, I looked up Gary, he's got an account with us, and I have his public key, so I'm going to encrypt a string of characters, and I'm going to send them to Gary. And if Gary's machine has the private key to decrypt that message I just sent, then he's going to send those same characters back to me, and I'm going to say, oh, yes, so I know for a fact now that 
I sent this message to somebody that has the appropriate private key. And when I know that, then I say, okay, that's the person who's trying to log on. It's really them, and I can just go ahead and connect them. And all this happens in the background like magic to the user. So all you do is you put your username in and say, I want to use this. And it says, okay, you're logged in. Go for it, Gary. So with these keys, uh, it would eliminate phishing because we don't even know what those passwords are. We don't know. You there know, is no there password. There is no password. There is no so password. We don't know how that connects, so there's no information. There's, there's they no can information they can get. Yeah, they, they can't fish anything from you because you don't have that information. Uh, if they go and, uh, you know, like they've done with Target and some of these other companies uh, where they broke into their system database. and stole their files of passwords and everything, they can't do that because all they have is your public key, and your right. public key is public knowledge anyway. Right. Right. They, they can't do anything right. with it except an encrypt a message to you. They can't use it to log in. So there, there's uh, some real advantages to this. This is a result of a... Uh, a group got, that got together in an organization called FIDO. And as far as I know, that stands for Fast, I, uh, Fast ID Online is what it stands for. And uh, this is an organization that has companies like Microsoft and Google and Apple and the Worldwide Three or Worldwide Web Consortium. Mm -hmm. right. That's who I'm trying to think of here uh, for web uh, services and standards and so forth. So all of these people have gotten together and agreed that this is the approach they'd like to use. Uh, there was a, a letter sent out or an email that was sent out uh, by uh, Microsoft to Google and Apple uh, several weeks ago saying they were all going to support this. And so this is Apple's initial uh, request. And there's some interesting things to the way that Apple has decided to do this. One of them is that if you go to, uh, for example, if you were in a coffee shop someplace and you wanted to use a... Um, PC. The PC right. that's sitting in the coffee shop, you could go in and say, I want to log into my account. And when it recognized that that had one of these new pass keys uh, associated with it, what happens on the screen is a QR code pops up. You point at it with a camera on your iPhone, and then the connection and approval goes through your iPhone right. to authorize you to use it. And then you can use it on the PC. It's really interesting, and it uses local Bluetooth connections so that this can't be done remotely. So you have to be in physical uh, attendance where that machine is right. for this to work. The other thing I thought that was kind of interesting is if you have an account that multiple people have to use, you can share the keys to that account with other people. And you do that through a standard share sheet in Apple, and you can share them through the message system or through email mm -hmm. with a, the appropriate people. So we have to be a little bit careful about sharing messages right, with people. Right, right. But other, other than that, uh, we can use this. And so I'm really looking forward to this being the thing that finally gets us out of the, the kind of password hell we've been in. Well, I'm looking forward to it, too. Unfortunately, it seems like, though, um, until everybody's on board, because I know Apple is really working to make this happen now. Yes. Now, we can't speak for Google and the rest of them, so it's kind of going to be related or relative to within the Apple ecosystem. Uh, in the short term, uh, we'll probably see it on Apple first. The other side of this that's important to realize is that the service providers – need to make sure that any service that you connect to also supports the server side of this. So there's some work going on there. I think from what I've been reading that most of the websites already use something very similar to this or a part of this already. 
So it may be easier for websites uh, to implement than some of the other third-party services that we see. Uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. But uh, over the next couple of years, this is, is definitely going to take over. And I think this is going to be one of those uh, disruptive technologies with an <laughs> S-curve adoption uh, pattern and, and so forth. Yeah, uh, it's going to be. It, it's all of a sudden, it's going to be very slow, and then all of a sudden, bang, bam, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be so nice just to do either a, a fingerprint or face recognition, and, you, and you're done. And you're done. And you're done. You yeah, don't that, even have to put a username in. Or yeah, anything, that's right. So. And I, I thought about it. It's kind of like using Apple Pay. Yeah. Uh, it, you authorize with your fingerprint or your face mm-hmm. ID for Apple Pay and your bill's paid. And th- this is going to be the right. same kind of thing. Uh, you, you look at it and it says, okay, yeah, you're Gary. So, okay, you're yeah. logged in. Well, I have to, I'm really am excited about that. One other feature I'd like to mention before we close today is uh, I'm a big HomeKit user. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of automation in, in my home. So um, according to the release notes that I have read, there's going to be um, more integration with a system or um, I don't know how to explain it. It's called Matter. Yes. And it's, it's going a brand, to, That's a brand new system. Yes. And what that is going to do is going to allow uh, more third-party uh, automatic uh, automated systems to be recognized in HomeKit. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you don't find something that says works with HomeKit, then it's not going to work with your HomeKit. And in the future, with this with this matter, it's going to be it's going to be able to be integrated in your HomeKit system. And I think it maybe even goes beyond that too, because one of the interesting things is if if you've paid attention to home automation over the the last ten or fifteen years, is is it's begin to evolve. Uh, you went through things like X10, which was a way of sending out coded messages through the wiring system to devices to turn on outlets and, and lights and things like that. Networked, eh, kind of okay. Um, but it, it had some real interesting problems. One of them was that if you had to go for, through the fuse box, the signals didn't make it through the fuse box because <laughs> of inductance <laughs> in the wiring in the fuse box. So if you were on the opposite side of the fuse box, oh, it wouldn't a fail. You know, yeah, it's a fail. Uh, but one of the things that I understand with this new system is that it actually has the ability to repeat and transmit code. So if one of your devices, if you have a smart outlet, and that outlet here is a code, here's a code, but it isn't for it, it can echo it on through the system so that there are multiple paths mm-hmm. for these messages to get through, which ought to make things a little bit better. Also take care of problems with uh, walls being in the way and so forth, which is one of the problems we see today in some cases, uh, poor reception uh, causing things to to be delayed so yeah that's uh that's something that we can look forward to too uh the other thing i saw by the way is on the watch uh that uh i uh wear my watch at night and monitor sleep and heart and all the rest of that kind of stuff as i sleep at night and i understand there's going to be some significant enhancements to the sleep monitoring i saw uh, that uh, where it's going to actually be able to come back and tell you, okay, uh, 10% of the time you were sleeping, you were in REM sleep, and uh, you know, 40 40% of the time you thought you were asleep, you really weren't. <laughs> well, really, right? <laughs> <laughs> you were worrying about all the problems of the day instead of sleeping. Yeah, so that's, it, that's going to be interesting too. Well, with that, I guess we'll wind it up here. I do want to uh, remind people that if you want to watch the uh, presentation on the email I sent you yesterday, the full presentation is on there. I had you scrub to a portion where it it, uh, covered Pesky, but the actual whole presentation is there if you want to see it. So, Well, with that, I guess we'll end it up and wind it up, and uh, we'll see you again next week, Chet. 
Uh, hopefully so, and I, I'm waiting for the, to see the updates start coming out in the uh, developer uh, beta tests of uh, the, the new software so we can start to see a little bit more of what's coming. I'm excited for that too. So, folks, goodbye, and we'll see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.